Welcome to Awake. Today, I have the privilege of having Carrie Ann Sanders, known as Quirky Cosmo. What an awesome name, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, it's wonderful to have you, Carrie Ann. And uh, today, I want to delve into the, the uh, incredible, quirky magnificence of the Cosmo. Cosmo. Now, you're Quirky Cosmo, not Cosmos, right? One cosmos. Yes, just one cosmos. That's right. Uh, wow, what a great thing to uh, to be able to have uh, an ability to connect not only with uh, awareness as as the thing that we're all a part of and exist in, but also the cosmo and be able to participate in whole new ways, especially with a lot of the uh, a lot of the new information and technology and ways we can participate that you that you bring forth. So. Thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you reaching out and offering me this space and this opportunity to, to just speak and be present and for whoever wants to listen and feels drawn. So thank you so much. Yeah, well, good. Well, uh, if our conversation goes any, any, anywhere close to where it's gone before, uh, everyone's mind's going to be blown off their, off their head. So it's going to be really fun. Let's do it. Let's jump into it. <laughs> yes. So you're you're called a um, a genetic alchemist, aka uh, intuitive healer. So tell me, what what is a genetic alchemist? Because that sounds really cool. So for me, it could be many things for many people, but for me, the genetics are your inner your energy your energy your inner genetics. So your DNA, and I work with multiple modalities i'm a synthesizer so i work in i've tapped into multiple different modalities whether it's movement or uh, breath work whether it's tantra or the the um, yoga path or you know i work with human design which is more masculine i work with gene keys which is more feminine i work with astrology esoteric astrology so I work uh, and I've dived into, you know, the Cathara teachings with the Guardian Alliance, and I've just taken all of these um, teachings and hermetics and esoterics, and I've taken all of this knowledge that I've gained and I've dived into these, these pools of, of wealth of knowledge from, you know, our, our mystics and our teachers and our gurus of the past and or even in the present moment, and I've just taken the they're all stories. They're all teachings. Stories teach us. They're all experiences. Experiences teach us. Um, they're messages. They're, they're transmissions pulled in from the quantum field and the higher echelons of awareness. And I really bridge all of this information together and compile it in, and embody it in that avatar, buddhic state, the higher mind. And I digest it into how it relates in a practical, applicable way. Um, and I help people to unplug from these belief systems, whether they're spiritual, religious, cultural, um, social, um, cosmic, universal. I help them unplug from the victim fear-based frequencies, the shadow frequencies that really hold in our DNA. Our DNA is what our energy is. And that and how we project our, our um, perceived reality. 
And so as a genetic alchemist, what I do is I work with all of these modalities and the awareness of these modalities, and I weave them together for individuals through one-on-one -on -one, um, sessions and group settings. And I bridge the, the awareness of what it is that they're, they're processing and these cycles that they're repeating and help them come into a more centered um, and like it's centered and sorry, I just lost my train of thought. They come into a more centered state of presence within what they're doing and what they're undoing, truly. Um, I really work for the majority of my time with the Gene Keys, which is just an incredible um, tool on consciousness and interlinks with the I Ching, which is this, deals with the 64 codons and the, it's the divination tool that was used for, you know, predictions, right? Which is actually even further. Terrence McKenna has done work with the, the I Ching and many, 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 many people have worked with the I Ching over the thousands. It's one of the oldest divinations that we have. And so Richard Rudd, who is the creator of the Gene Keys, he took all of his knowledge from esoteric, um, I Ching, human design, astrology, and he put it into a beautiful contemplation. So it's a transmission that goes through and describes uh, from his contemplative pers uh, perspective and universal truth, having a more rounded understanding of the genetics and how our feelings, our thoughts, which stem from our DNA, actually create this holographic, hologenetic um, reality in which we're all coexisting in. So that's what I do. And it sounds really technical. <laughs> that's, that's it. Yeah, that's it. It sounds technical, but I mean, it, it is. It, I'm a self-taught, um, so I'm an investigator. I tend to, I'm a 5-1 profile human design, so I tend to dive really deep and bring out the truth. And like I said earlier, everything, every teaching, every story, like child, child stories, right? The Little Red Riding Hood, which means don't go into the woods and expect, you know, for it to be your grandmother. It's going to, you know, there's going to be, there's a possibility there's going to be a wolf in, in, in grandmother's or sheep's clothing, right? And so these fables, these stories, these um, transmissions, even books, right? They all have, they all have truth in them and there's a common thread. And so I go through and I'm finding these common threads and weaving this universal truth, this oneness understanding. And to bring it more for a palatable, whereas in what I've noticed in the new age movement, um, spiritual, everybody awakening, you know, coming to their awareness that we're living in a projected reality. And, but there's a lot out there that is about, you know, fear and victim. There's control, people that are controlling us and that there's these mind control and there's, you know, these operatives that are against us. And in retrospect, it, it isn't, that isn't a truth that's a victim. That's again, a victim. And so we see this in our individual charts and through my, my gnosis, my studies, with because I've studied with um, or I studied the Alice Bailey teachings, which are the esoteric and astrology and philosophies and psychology. And, and so what I'm seeing here is like there's as we've raised an awareness, we're awakening, but we're there's still there's this new age movement that there's you know alien technology or 
artificial in, uh, intelligence that is trying to take over us and change us. And but in truth, in real truth, again, that is an oppressive perspective. And that is that is taking your power away. If we're here to be God's source, and we are God's source, embodied in the flesh, incarnate, then these are these are not there, there is no outside source that can that can hurt us or harm us or stop our evolution and so i help people from a macrocosmic perspective bring it into the micro and how they're individually clearing out karma um, that they've signed up for as a soul as an experience to the karma is what i i refer to as the natal chart, which is the day that you're born, your horoscope. So what happens is that is the imprint that we're given to have the experiences, the places, the people, the things that really give us our personality, our personal reality. But that's the karma that we're here to experience, to express, to feel, to heal, right? That's the collective karma. And then there's the other chart, which is 88 days prior to being born, which is what in human design is referred to as your design chart. And this is like your phone where you get a new phone, right? This is your, this is your autopilot. This is your subconscious. This is your, your innate design. And so I look at the innate design, right? We all look at our 88 days prior to being born. And why we look at this, and it's not talked about, is Mercury. Mercury is the alchemist. So Mercury is your adrenal system. It is your mind, your higher mind and your lower mind. It is your masculine and the feminine. Mercury energy in which it weaves. It is the weaver of all of the energy in the body. And so 88 days prior to being born, you're being weaved. You're actually being weaved three times. So Mercury does an 88, 88 almost 89 day cycle around the sun. And while you're in your mother's womb, you have three trimesters. Each one are marked by the transits a loop around uh, Mercury going around the sun. And on the third, uh, the second loop is whenever we're getting stamped or energetically imprinted with our, our subconscious, our hard drive. So like your phone, you need a new phone, right? The new phone doesn't have any programs or apps on it. It just has what the phone comes in the basic, right? You don't have any contacts on there. You haven't transferred anything over. Okay, so this is your basic model but you can still go on the internet. You can still use the apps that it comes with, right? And then your karma is the day that you're born, your natal chart. And this is like your apps being installed into your auto, your auto part pilot. And so this is the experiences or what you wanted to feel in order to exist in this reality to help clear and either gain soul with soul knowledge, experience, wisdom, and all that. And so I bridge these two together. I, I pull these out and I utilize the gene keys and my knowledge in esoteric astrology, which is different than exo or mundane or personality astrology, which is what you see the majority of people working with. Um, if you're looking on the internet or watching YouTube videos, these are people that are mainly talking about like your personality and how things could be experiencing with this guy or this girl or your finances. This is this is the the lower man, the lower three chakras experience. Now, once a person has become awakened, they start shifting. This is what we usually refer to as your Saturn return at 30 years old. You start shifting out of the mundane man and you start elevating your consciousness 
your 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 expression, your your reason for being, other than just as the presence of the personality, but as your soul's your soul's um, destiny, right? And so we evolve, we start to ascend in consciousness, and we move into the higher frequencies of of us, of our of our being and our presence, and just like and out of our higher chakras. Okay, out of the fourth, the fifth, and the sixth, and the seventh chakra, right? Those are the higher chakras. And so as we shift out of the lower chakras, the personality, the personal reality, and we raise into that heart-centered awareness, we start working with the planets in a different way as well. Because the planets are, in my perspective, and, and pretty well accepted in the esoteric, have their own energy as well. They have a lower frequency and they have a higher frequency. And so this is called esoterics when we move into the higher frequencies of the planet's energy and they have different rulers. Planets have, you know, higher, um, higher, but they have their other planets that rule them and it's like an oversoul for the planet essentially. And um, so I weave all of this together for people to help them better understand this path and it's going from the path of mundane man to the disciple to the initiate and finally to the ascended being the ascended master and this is us really truly moving into our ascendant our ascendant sign which is really crucial and how these um energies play out it it, it differs you know and, and it's based off the rays and like, which is, you know, the first, second, third, all the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh rays, right? These are the rays of light, the rainbow body, the ray body, and these rays that we receive and each planet has a ray. And so it, it's a, it's a different, it's a, it's a, it's a deeper understanding of your, your source experience, right? And so we start clearing the body and the vessel so that we can embody the monad the source aspect not the soul aspect but the source aspect to be um the divine embodied fully that is a lot yeah now it, you going through that um it it makes me think of just the holographic or, or fractal nature of of everything how you can see you can see the uh, or experience the whole of of divinity in every single little part of it. You know, the, the rainbow body exists in, um, or at least the potential for it, like all the energy centers exists in, in all the animals and, and in the human that's unawakened. And, and as you've, as you've been talking about it, that, that represents even the, uh, how, how the stars in the solar system work as well. And how, you can see the patterns uh, tie into our, our planetary systems and the, and the planets themselves. And it's all just, it's all patterns that fit together so perfectly. And you can find, you can find God, so to speak, in any of it and all of it. All of it and all of it. Because God is in all of it. We are in all of it. You know, I'm a, very much a, a teacher of the, of the macro into the micro. And so a lot of the times I'm, you know, I'm bringing the way that I, I speak it, it is to simplify and to also unify the above and the below. And that's where, again, the genetic alchemist comes in is a lot of the times 
and what I've noticed since, you know, on my awakening three years ago, um, is that a lot of, a lot of the community, the waking community still has this ex wanting to externalize and say, well, these, these energies, these alien beings, these higher dimensional beings, you know, that they're, they're not us. And these stars are so far away. These star systems are, are out there, but we need to realize and we need to come into understanding that they're only an external projection of our internal worlds. The DNA, the silicate matrix, the, the, the diamond sun DNA, the junk DNA, the 98% junk DNA, right? So that, junk, yeah. Yeah, so-called junk DNA. That is actually the stars that we see. Those are the um, star systems. Those are the, the worlds within us. They're usually referred to as Shambhala. And there's 144,000 cities of light. And, you know, what we see projected externally in the, in the, in the planets, the planets are the, the energy centers of the Earth herself. That is her solar system. That's why we have nine planets and we have nine centers. They say that, oh, well, you only have seven centers. We only had seven because the awareness was only of the seven. And as we came into expanded consciousness, we started to see or to uh, find, right? We found Pluto, we found Neptune, then found Uranus, right? Or, you know, Neptune, Uranus, and then Pluto. So as consciousness expanded, we started to come into awareness of the other three, which are the, the God centers, truly. Um, so these, these outer planets, so our nine, our seven centers turned into nine. And that's when we became more, that was the occult, that was the hidden, the esoteric. And so these nine centers, right? And so we had the seven and we functioned in the seven from the lower frequencies until as a collective and then as we expanded we came into the opening of the higher frequencies so our ninth our seventh our seventh chakra is the crown our eighth chakra is the thymus and our ninth chakra is the hypothalamus in fact the head so these are the higher frequencies um those higher energy centers so it's just it's it's like really really seeing like the the planet and that the planets are our planet, the star, Earth, you know, her, her energy centers are the planets. And then that the stars that we're seeing are the worlds and the realms within, within us. We are the universe. We're told that constantly. But little people are believing that because, they, because we're so programmed to believe that what we see is what we believe. But our sight is only a projection of our internal being, our internal universe, our cosmos. Mm -hmm. So what is it uh, to be awake then? Is it just to realize that you're all of it? Or what is it? What would you say that being awake is? Um, being awake is, you know, anybody can be woke. Anybody can be awoken or awakened. It is to be awake for me um, is to be aware that there's more to this world and that there's, there's more than what the eye can see, what I or I can see, right? And so that's the awakening. Now, how far and how deep somebody goes, 
that is goes into nirvana or enlightenment. That's different. So to be awake is just to be aware that we're living in a projected holographic reality that what you're feeling within, you project outwardly, I see out. And so to be awake is just to be aware that mm -hmm. there's more. But to be enlightened is to establish that, that divine connection within and know that you're producing it without and to not hold the judgments and the attachments that we've been programmed to believe, the belief systems, all belief systems, even spiritual belief systems. You know, we, we're here to experience all of the belief systems, like right now in this mass, this mass time of awakening, we're here to, to fully um, exhaust our, our mind, the mental, the masculine principle, which is logic and reason. And even in spirituality, the idea of spiritual practice was to find that path, their path to nirvana, their path to enlightenment. And that looked like a lot of different ways for millions and billions and billions of people and, and eons and hundreds and thousands, just thousands and thousands of years for, for humanity to evolve because we had to evolve through consciousness expansion, which is a genetic thing. It's passed on through the inner genetics. It's energetic, it's inner genetic, so in your genetics. So we had to crossbreed and to expand and to get the bloodline so mixed that you know consciousness could just continue to expand and be aware. But at the same time, in that bloodline, there is you know all of the genetic miasms or imprints of dogmas and old spiritual practices that worked for you know, Joe and Jane in their time, in their era, you know, but does it, does it transfer over to this time in this era? Because there's more awareness now. So there's less rigidity that's necessary, right? So is, is some of our work uh, ridding our own old programming and our old genetic imprints? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's about that. How do you, what's, I mean, is that what all the, the, um, the modalities that you use is that the main aim of it freeing ourselves from from just our own spinning programs that that are obsolescent obsolescent yeah this obsoleteness yeah so for for those teachings yeah i think they're they're divine the purpose is to give more insight into the formation of the genetic structure the inner energetic structure Mm -hmm. of the imprints, the energy imprints on the body, the vessel, um, and to bridge more clarity into how consciousness, because consciousness has a feeling, it has a vibration, and our DNA is made of these amino acid protein structures, right? We have the 21 essential amino acids, you know, that we take in from plants and some, you know, people eat meat as well. So, we, we take in these amino acids and they all have consciousness. Like if you eat an egg, you just ate the consciousness of the egg. You eat ham or chicken or beef or plants and, or, or flower essences or just breath and water, right? You're breathing, you're taking in that consciousness, the, the, photo, the, the photosynthesis, the light. You're taking in that light and so you're, you're, you're taking in that consciousness because everything is light, everything is consciousness, everything. And so as we, we take in these lights, these light codes, these consciousness codes, we, we establish a new genetic or energetic 
combination within our amino acid structures. And the more aware that we are of the frequency in which each consciousness holds or each DNA strand or amino acid protein structure and, and, and the energy in which it holds or the consciousness that it holds, then we are able to reconstruct our DNA from the inside, which is referred to as epigenetics. And it's not just the mind as well. This has a lot to do with it to reprogram the mind, but it's also the body that we're here to, to reprogram the wholeness of the body and the DNA. And so as we, we are more aware again, and we find the, the expression of the DNA and the feeling that it gives us, the emotion, energy emotion, that charge. Ener emotion is, is the charge that we give, right? That, that feeling or that experience of that person or that word, the, that's the energy we give it. So it's a charge. It's an energy charge. And so it creates an alchemical reaction in, in the body, right? So it's, that's why we, we're told, like, you know, if somebody hears the word God, right? And they have their religious beliefs. Like, I don't like the word God. I don't like religion. It's like, so you need to work on that. You, you can sit with that and see why does the word God have such an energetic pull, like it's negative pull in you. And can you, can you diffuse that? Can you find love for that, that, that part of you that rejects God, the word God, the feeling of God? Can you, can you, can you sit with, you know, that person that, you know, you, you might be a vegan, right? And you're animal, animal rights, you know, animal activist, activist for animals, right? Can you, can you be okay and not judge that person, right? Can you not judge the person for eating an egg or eating a steak? You know, you have to get up and start screaming at them for, what they're doing where where is it within you that you're giving that emotion that energy charge and you're creating like whenever we have a negative energy charge we're creating negative in our body negative energy in the body and so we're actually putting stress right and disease into our own body so it's like can you can you look at that person and, and love them because they're just a reflection of something that that, that triggered, right? It's triggering in you that you need to sit with and say, where am I rejecting myself? Where am I judging myself? And people are like, well, they're killing animals. Where, where in yourself do you feel that you are harming yourself? Okay, or that you, where can you forgive your ancestors for harming animals? Or in your past life for harming, for harming humans? Where is it that you need to surrender and find more compassion? And forgiveness so people that the I've heard it called catalyst as well all these situations that are inherently neutral are people that are you know expressions of God walking around and uh, there's emotional reactions coming from us every time that that happens each one of those situations and each one of those people can be our teacher and and the gift right because they're you're saying that they're they're revealing uh, basically our work that we can do, which is acceptance and forgiveness. If we're, if we're on that path anyway, is, is that we what you're all, saying? We all are. It's like, there's, there's core fractals, right? And so like, we, we know this is 144,000 fractals, core fractals. So there's the 13 core fractals. 
And these core fractals are what we call the monad, our monad, what were these ultimate expressions of God's source. And then we just fractalize down through the oversoul, the soul, karma, the, the karmic relations or soul, soul relations and partners. And so it just fractalizes out. And as we, as we awaken, the core, the, the core fractals awaken and we move through the karmic relations, we move into the soul relations, and then we move into the oversoul or in the, the monad, right, that monad uh, relationship, then we, we actually open up a wider field of awareness, and that ripples out downward or trickles downward into everybody else that's experienced it's still in the karma or not awakened, and that's really what we see on the large scale. That's where people, you know, want to assume that there's you know, targets on their back and they've been, they've been victimized in some way, or there's some mass, you know, propaganda up against people. And it's not, it is, it is an ascension of DNA. And in order to ascend, we must release that does it, what does not serve anymore. And as the, the DNA in everybody, because we're all fractals of one, and as they act out the shadow frequencies, more people awaken into their higher ashalas, the higher awareness and, and ability to tap into these higher fields of consciousness, the multiverse within them. Okay, it's nothing outside of us. So as this ripple effect happens, what we see on our stage is the release. We see the purge, and we see the anger, we see the frustration, we see the guilt, we see all of what is not us anymore. Well, we have moved through like history, his story, the history, the patriarchal, which is the masculine shadow, the, the shadow masculine that we have released and let go. We've moved through it. And so as we've descended, okay, we, we descended consciousness into this low, the lowest form, the first dimension, second dimension, and third dimension. We've, descended consciousness into this lowest lowest form and now we have been the last 26,000 plus years 100,000 very very long 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 time every time we have made it through another bandwidth of ascension we've seen a big shift a revelation in humanity in its existence and its evolution and so as we've ascended now we're ascending back to the higher frequencies in which we will collectively co-create to bridge our our species and to create the new which is the next root race the sixth root race and seventh root race which will happen simultaneously this is discussed in esoteric the corpus of christi the corpus christi and the uh, you can find it in the gene keys as well in gene key 22 and 55 um, and 44 a lot of the information here that I'm talking about is really digestible in there if you'd like more. Or you can study the esoteric by Alice Bailey and Helena Bavelsky, who are part of the theo theological, theosophical, oh, theosophical society, um, esoteric again. But this, this rise in frequency and this ripple effect, it is, it is about surrendering that masculine principle, about surrendering logic and reason and ideologies and you know social norms expectations perfect paths to enlightenment there is no one path 
there is no perfection. That's why we're not all the same. We're all different, right? We all have our own path because in order for us to create and weave the ultimate path, the ultimate heaven on earth, there had to be millions of different ways to come into union. And that's what we're seeing right now is the integration of the masculine and the feminine coming into union to create the child, the new earth. And that looks like the releasing of the old, the masculine patriarchy, the releasing of the feminine, the, the dark feminine, which was you know, done in the Lemurian and Atlantean age, that was already released and then coming back together and wholeness, letting go of both shadow sides, shadow frequencies, and coming into that wholeness, that awareness, that unity. So if, if I could simplify a little bit of that, or at least run it by you, because uh, being a researcher, you, you have a lot of data. And I'm, I'm wondering, uh, it, is, it, is it upgrading your DNA just when we uh, authentically accept and forgive? Is that, would you say that that, that fits? I'm trying to yeah, put together some of the stuff that you said in uh, <laughs> some really simple language. W would that fit? Yeah, no, it fits. I mean, it's the path of surrender. So there's the two paths, the, the path, the math, the yoga, or the tantra, which is like, that's just one way to explain it. So the, the path of yoga is that masculine approach, the structure, the movements, the asanas, the devotion, the meditation, the stillness. And then there's the tantric path, which is the path of surrender, which is movement, flow, allowing. So, yeah. Okay. Now, um, the, other, the other thing that, that seems to be uh, uh, similar to what you're saying uh, is how Richard Rudd put it together in The Shadow and the Gift in the City. Uh, and how that exists in in all the gene keys like there's there's like a portal to divinity in every single gene key and you know which also represents what you were saying earl earlier which is it's in everything and everyone like mm -hmm. divinity uh, yeah infinite creator everywhere i look and and being able being able to see that and if that's true then then everything every single shadow or every single enemy or every single bit of suffering that I have is also a portal into either our gift, uh, but also to, to God itself. Can you describe that, that, or briefly just whatever, however you can, that, that process of shadow to gift to city and how that is everywhere? Yeah. I mean, the shadow is, is really the juice. It's the experience. The shadow is the experience of the not self, of not God. And so the path, the, the gift is the path that leads us to our city, our highest state of light is what city is. So it's that highest state of awareness, highest state of embodiment. And so of God's consciousness, at least in this frame of consciousness that we're currently experiencing. So this, the shadow leads us through the trials and the triumphs that we must um, we must endure. It's our, it is our journey. It is the, the hero's, hero's journey. And that path is the gift that unfolds as we forgive and surrender into the compassion that we are as beings and seeing others and entering that, that portal, that gift 
and really walking with that that tool that opens us up into the higher frequencies when i always refer to it as the the shadow as the am radio station it's all cool static right it's all this like and you get commercials and so it's, it's the am radio right and then we have the gift which is the fm radio and it has amazing stations you know, and, and it's like you can jam out, you like it, but then you do get some commercials every once in a while, meaning like you do react, right, instead of respond, and we can be in repressive states. And so, you know, you'll you'll jump between a little bit of the AM and the FM as you go through your awakening process. And then you come into your XM radio, which is the city. And the XM, we all know you got to pay your dues, right? You got to pay a subscription for that, but you got to pay your dues. And so the more that you you work and, and you release the AM and FM, the AM frequencies out of the body and you live out of the FM, you know, good jams and chilling and dancing and having fun, the more you're in that frequency, that's you paying your dues. The more devoted you are to your path, to being your authentic individual self, right? No judgment. Then you, you you paid your dues and you tap into that XM radio, which is the infinite. XM is like all stations, like thousands and thousands of stations that you can just streamline at any time without any disturbances or interruptions. It's just a constant stream of whatever it is that, that you you're connecting to, that you love. Mm. Who is it that you, you end up working with? I mean, who are the people? What are they suffering from and what are they experiencing from working with you? A lot of the people that I work with, they, it varies, but I typically give them a, they're dealing with, um, they're pro, usually more advanced in their, um, in their studies, but their, their energy is drawn for more. They're, they're moving out of duality and they want to have more of a, of a connection to the, the universal flow. And so I introduce them to how they're connect, how to connect deeper into the, the, the fractal, the core fractal, and to follow these paths and to line them up with their, with their destiny, right? And it's not just using the gene keys path, the golden path, which is great. I typically grab people and I, I work with the esoteric planets and what planets they need to, and all of these nasal chart points and, and all of these planets, they all, and your asteroids, all of them hold a certain gene key. And so it just depends on how old the person is. It depends on where they're at in their journey. And so putting together a personalized path of self-discovery and embodiment is, is usually the people that I work, work with. And then in my, I, have, I host um, master classes every week. And so this is to help people. I, right now, I'm, I've been working with a 21-week um, codon ring of light, which is the more advanced aspect of gene keys. It's the codons, the 21, this is the 21 um, essential amino acid structures and how they group together within the codons that are active in the body right now. And they're also the 21 paths are the 21, you know, major arcana tarot. And they're also the 21 uh, paths of the, the uh, tree of life. Okay. And so, and that, that also plays into the I Ching and like, it's really the hero's journey through the serpent's path. Okay. And so I work with that right now. And so when I get people into these classes, they're, they're, these are the ones that I've noticed that are absolutely embodied 
and these are a lot of my clients um, that are in these classes. They already host, you know, um, group meetups. Qigong instructors. They're 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 already they've been in it for twenty years, ten years. You know, or they're really advanced in their in their awareness. And so they're what they're doing is they're helping us build a core fractal um, connection to these these higher energies, awarenesses that we're building for the collective to ripple down into. Mm. T- tell me, if you would, what's what is the what is the definition? Of, you used awareness, and then almost sequentially, you talked about embodiment. What did you mean by that? Those two things when you're working with people. Yeah, you can be aware. You can be aware of things. You can be mindful. But the embodiment, the embodiment is whenever it becomes you. There is no separation. Mm. It is you. It is fully embodied. It is a day. is a is a practice. It is a daily lived ritual within you. It is something that you emit within your, your radiance, within your, your sphere of your auric, your auric field. So that's the embodiment aspect. The awareness is like the illumination of something to be mm. made apparent that something is transpiring within your reality. I gotcha. Um, Tell me, how did you get here? You said three years ago you had uh, some sort of experience. Uh, what, what was happening before? What happened? How did you get to be an intergalactic uh, a resource for uh, awareness and embodiment and enlightenment? Well, I've been awake for three years in this life. <laughs> um, you know, I, what happened before is I was a very um, matrix person. I had a day spa in Southern California and I had a whole life out there and I was just had no idea about spirituality. I, was, I went to church and I was always like, it's clicky, I don't like clicks, this doesn't feel right, but I love like the hymns, you know, um, <laughs> that spoke to me. But, you know, I was just a very mon- mundane uh, matrix person my mom had, I had a day spa out, like I said, I had a day spa, just running a regular day spa. And, but my mom had died in 2016. And then three months later, I get a call from a medium that had my mom at like saying that she, my mother was reaching out to her. And I was like, okay. Um, she's like, she's like, you would, She's like, your mom's really adamant and would like to, would like to talk to you. She's like, I'm really new at this. And she was really new at this. And uh, I didn't reach out to her. This was like just divine guided. And uh, she, I sat on the phone and listened to her talk to me for an hour with like, yes, no's. And like, just telling me stuff that nobody would know, you know, and about my mother and about like the family and everything. Anyway, so that, that phone call really changed everything for me and I went yeah. home and I turned on YouTube and I was like typed in my phone I was like what's a medium <laughs> yeah. and I found tarot and I found um you know I found tarot uh, and then I was just smoking some pot in my garage watching this tarot reader and I was had just laid down to do a guided meditation about maybe three weeks into this or a month into this yeah I was about a month into it and, and I smoked a little bit a little bit of pot and I laid down to listen to a guided meditation and all of a sudden I had this huge surge of energy come over my body. 
and that was my kundalini awakening basically and i started just getting all kinds of like downloads and i went and got an oracle deck and i was just i could channel like i could see what other people they were telling me a story and i could see what they were what they were wearing in the story while they were telling me and like i can see people's possibilities and futures and so i would just i had people at my salon crowded around me like asking me questions and i'd be like da, 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 da. and they're like oh my god you call me like two days later you have no idea what really played out and so i opened up like this this field within me and i started digesting like i can just watch things and just take in information rapidly and i came into connection with um the gene keys and i just started with the um their the seven sacred seals and actually didn't even have the big book yet and then I bought the uh, Gene Keys dictionary, basically. And I started working that way. And then I had printed out my profile. And then I was like, okay. And I was watching astrology. And I was realizing, I was like, wait, these connect. And I was like, there's something that connects here. And so I was like, oh, this and this and this. And then so I just started like, you know, taking in everything from every everywhere. My mom, I, oh. And then a few months later, and after the phone call in, in June, I launched my company within May 1st, actually. No, June 1st. Yeah, June 1st. You lost what? I lost my day spa. Everything was gone within 72 hours. So I liquidated, we liquidated, and we moved across country to Sarasota. And I took an entire year of just being in my own space and growing and developing and then I took it to the next level and I started coaching people. And then here you are. Ta-da! Yeah. <laughs> that's it's pretty epic. There's a whole lot in between. But yeah, that was, that's a short run of it. Uh, so tell me what, what you believe is healing. Because you've had experiences where people get healed from physical, emotional um, disease and ailments. And you it seemed like it was just kind of happening through you, but, but tell me what's happening when that happens and what is, what is it to be healed? How does that work? So for me, the experience happened, um, the experiences, how they happen is the person that I come into contact with or via phone or, you know, just holding space. I am, I'm an empath. Um, I'm not, not, we're all empathic, but very empathic. And so I can take, to be empathic means to take on the emotional, physical, mental attributes that the other person is feeling and take them on as your own as if they are you and you are them. And so I myself knowing that deep within me, having this knowing that I am whole, I am healed and I am, I am light. It was just very natural for me. And I use light language. I don't like to call it light language, but everybody calls it light language. So we'll call it light language. And so I used the light language that just came out naturally, which was one of the things that happened with my awakening. Um, I utilized my voice and my heart. And so as I healed, helped heal them, I acted as a conduit for my body to be their body and their body to be my body and to use my voice, my frequency and my heart to know the pureness, the wholeness that they are. There is no disease, there is no suffering. And within, you know, these settings, whether it was a hug or whether it was, you know, a phone call and, and utilizing the light language, it opened up and activated 
within these, these beings, whether it was a miraculous healing, whether it was genetic activation, cellular activation, sound. Everything is sound, then it's light, and then it is vibration, and then it is physical manifestation. Mm -hmm. So everything is a sound. And so as we, we speak our truth and we live from our heart and we vibrate that outward, it heals those that are in that space to be healed. And I was guided in my second year, first, first and a half year um, of awakening to start healing people. I was actually told by one of my, I call her an elder, that I needed to heal 200 people before I have, or people or animals before I have the ability to bring people, like resurrect people, like really take out full cancerous disease themselves. And after I had done that, um, I had an experience, after I'd already completed the 200, I had an experience where I touched a man on his shoulder and he just, within like five minutes, got up and started walking, something he hadn't done. His whole family was like in tears. And I didn't intend on it. I just, I told him, I was like, you have the best seat in the house. And he laughed. But because it was our contract and our time, it just, it happened. And then I've worked with people that, you know, have elephantitis and, you know, just holding that space and seeing her leg, the, as in a healed leg, as in a whole, as in, what we call normal leg uh, or my leg see as the leg that I have it within a month it was gone it was healed and um so yeah that's just that's just some of the experiences there's been skin disease there's been you know all kinds of stuff mental emotional people when they get my presence they typically will start crying they don't know why um you know I do activations or I do ceremonies women will go into convulsions um, I do women's circles right now, you know, they'll start going into convulsions and like moaning very high frequencies. And then what it is, is an activation within the womb where all of the traumas and, and a lot of, a lot of, um, anger and frustration, grief, and everything gets stored into that womb. And so when I do these activations, it, it completely obliviates these, um, distortions. You can say that we're holding within our womb or our genitals for a man. Um, and helps them to move through without having to quote unquote do the work, but they are doing the work by surrendering. That's the path of Tantra, it's the flow, is to be in the right place at the right time. It's synchronicity, it's being lined up. And that's what I realized is with the gentleman that I hugged and the person I touched on his shoulder and you know the people that I sung to, it was the synchronicity of it. Mm. Now, do you, it, it almost seems like when I've been talking to you and, and even in the past that, uh, th that the healing is almost secondary, like, because it's pretty miraculous. It's, it's a wonderful, beautiful, miraculous thing. And is it secondary? And if it is, what's, what's primary? See, I'd say the primary is, is the feeling of, of, sovereign, of sovereign divinity of knowing that you are loved. I feel like that is the ultimate. And it, the disease or the healing, that was the journey that, that took you through the ride that brought you to the ultimate revelation that you are divine, sovereign, light, and love. 
So it's just part of the experience, another tool, another teacher that still pointing to the same thing. Of... Absolutely. You said it perfect. <laughs> it is the divine teacher. We all are given our, 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 our piece of the pie to heal. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times the, the pain, it blocks the lesson mm. and what we're learning from them. Like, mine for instance was being abused uh physically sexually by my by my my biological father and you know being abused emotionally and mentally and physically by my mother i had a very very i had a pretty rough um childhood and um you know so that was my you know i had a pretty rough go about it until I mean, even up until losing my, my day fog, losing, I had a pretty rough go. I'm not going to say that people didn't have more, they do. But the darker the journey, the more light, the more light you can become, basically. Mm. The more light that you can shine upon others. And it's just so that you can relate. And that's how I feel. And it's like a lot of times we let the anger and the grief and the pain and the suffering blind us from the, the whole reason that we chose to take on that aspect of suffering. Mm -hmm. that shadow because again we are here to be beacons of light and the more that we can relate to people so the more experiences that you've been through that are hurt hard the more that you're able to relate to the diverse amount of beings you know mm. so what are you what are your habits that, that you keep or your spiritual practices how do you well, how do you uh how do you do life at least in the context of uh, other people thinking, wow, you know, I would, I would like to, to move towards this kind of living as well. Being honest, being wrong, being vulnerable, having sisterhood, like that has been the absolute key to my evolution is the support, um, being vulnerable and say, reaching out and saying, I need help. I, I, I don't know how I'm getting through this. I don't understand what I'm experiencing and having somebody to bounce it off with you. Like you can do it by yourself, absolutely. But for me, it was community. It was family. It was connection. And that is, that is my, that is my spiritual. Like that is my, that's what keeps me going. That's what keeps me on this journey. And, you know, dancing, dancing huge movement. Um, you know, essential. I mean, I'm into everything I do. I, whatever. Okay, so my morning, put it this way. My morning, I wake up. I drink my water. I pull one card at my nightstand that tells me, you know, it's more of like a focus deck, but to focus on for today, I come into my office and I turn on all of like, I got oils going, I got water going, I'll get fire, all of the elements. I bring all of the elements into my day and I start my day with all the elements. And then I'll sit and I'll find something to read and for con and sit there in contemplation with it, look at what my dreams were, sometimes I'll journal. Sometimes I'll cry. Sometimes I'll dance. Sometimes I'll be pissed off and just freaking need to go outside and scream or throw something. Um, sometimes I'll just need to go to the beach. You know, it, it, it is whatever helps you. Mm -hmm. What would you say to people who are suffering right now that are out there and just stumbled upon this, this uh, interview? I would say... That you're doing great and I thank you and I applaud you 
for going through this journey, for still being here, for pressing through, and that there is light it's been within you. And then you can just turn that light on and see through it, see through the struggle, see through it, persevere, and know that your journey is going to change a million more lives. And people can find you with at Quirky Cosmo, and that's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, maybe they can just Google at Quirky Cosmo, and they're going to find you. How, how do they find your master classes in particular? So um, if you go to either face, my Facebook page, Quirky Cosmo, or Instagram, Quirky Cosmo, and you go into the bio or more about me, or Facebook, you can just go into book services. Um, I don't deal with the, the websites. I don't have one. I did at one point and I got rid of it. But I have a, if you go to my bio, you can go to my linked tree, linked tree, and that will have all of my master classes. It will have my one-on-ones. I also do the quantum alignments, which is the healing, sound healing that does the activations. And it could be a healing. It's always a healing in one way or another, whether it's awareness. Um, I also do the transits. I do your 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 cosmic blueprints, and you know we 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 weave together and we you know make a plan to heal. So that's where they want to find me. Mm. Well, do you have any more uh, any parting words? I would say for uh, someone that's now interested in you and has become intrigued or inspired. Uh, well. Two things. Well, any parting words, and then, uh, and then I have one final question. Okay. So my final, my parting words are: You are unique. Your path is not like anybody else's. You can always reach out. Help is all around you. And together, we are doing this. And mm. if you'd like to work with me, I'd be honored. If it doesn't work, if it, if I don't bring with you, that's okay too. So that's wonderful. Then here's, there's the last thing where our, our true identity is uh, connected with the ultimate, with source, with the infinite creator, with, uh, with each other and all that. So, so what does, what would, what would God in this life, what would God have, have to say to us right now? You are divine. You are perfect. You are mine, and I am yours. Mm. Well, Carrie Ann, thank you so much for uh, for your uh, intense, intentional service that you do the work. You're pouring yourself out, and uh, it's a wonderful service that you that you're giving. And thank you so much for putting it all together and putting it in ways that uh, people can can download much more simple than uh, the material than what, what you started with. And, yeah. uh, and then it's opening yourself too to be a, the conduit of, of healing and, and light and love. It's wonderful. Thank you, Javon, for having me. So find once again, Carrie Ann at Quirky Cosmo, which is anywhere. Google it, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, get uh, her for one-to-one or some of her master classes at Quirky Cosmo. And um, we'll see you real soon.